Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 15 of Revolutionary Friendship. I'm your host, Joshua, joined with my co-host, Justin. How you doing, Justin? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, how you doing? Uh, doing all right. Uh, didn't realize I'm, uh, I'm coming close to uh, day 30 of uh, quarantine. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, doing, doing good. You know, it's, um, it feels like a lot longer. Um, but, uh, yeah, not too bad. Um, my roommates, uh, they just had their, they just had their baby, uh, uh, this past weekend on Saturday. Um, so that's been, you know, new and exciting. Well, not new, but you know, it's been something to change, uh, the, the day-to-day life in, in the house. So yeah, it's, it's new and exciting. Um, how are they, how do they feel about going to the hospital right now? Um, they were okay. Um, I mean, they had, uh, they have Kaiser, so mm-hmm. they've been going to like Kaiser and I guess Kaiser has been really good with, um, uh, you know, making sure that, you know, the maternity award is, you know, being, being real, you know, real clean and real clear and stuff like that. Um, they weren't allowed to have like any guests in the room. It was basically just her. And then, um, uh, my other roommate, her, her husband. So, right. They couldn't have like any visitors, anything like that. And then even now, um, I guess like with newborns, you want to be careful with visitors anyway, um, just because I guess their immune systems aren't as good. Um, right. But they, even more so right now, um, yeah, there's no guests at the house. There's no th- the only person that's coming to the house is uh, her mom, um, and and that's it. But her mom's only been here, I think, like two times or something like that. So right. Um, yeah, which is good. Um, you know, they're trying to limit, you know, what interaction, especially with, I, th- I think, even more so with what with what's going on. So, right. So it's good. It's good. Um, yeah, but that's that's been a uh, that's yeah, been the the exciting news in 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 my week. <laughs> yeah, everything here is about the same. You know, it's, I, I'm finding it pretty easy to do. You know, good. yeah. I feel like I'm actually losing weight during this as opposed to gaining weight like most people, I think. Well, that's uh, good. Because I'm, 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 I'm eating a better diet. Okay, because like, you, you're not – because normally, normally you just eat, eat, uh, eat at work, right? Or eat well, no, whatever it was. I basically eat, eat fast food on the way to work every day. Oh, okay. So now I'm not. So it's actually – I'm actually eating like home-cooked meals, and I'm actually cooking meals at home now. So Okay. Yeah, so it's actually been pretty good for me. That's good. I mean, yeah. and that, I, I think that's the interesting part is like so many, so many people are having so many like positive and negatives to, you know, having to, having to stay home. Um, right. And I think it's as people, we tend to dwell on, you know, like the negative part, but it's good that, you know, people and, you know, like yourself, you know, you guys are finding, you know, the positives that are coming out of, you know, having to stay home and, and whatnot. So, yeah. So, um, how's, uh, how's Megan liking, uh, working from home? Is that, that kind of smoothed out a little bit? Yeah. She's like, she's doing it every other day for right now. Uh, That's she's good. Hoping, she's hoping at some point soon it'll move to every day, but for now it's, it's every other day. So that's good. Okay. That's I good. Mean, it's, it's, it's a little less stressful for her. Right. Right. So. That's good. Um, I'm trying to think if there's, uh, been, been other news. Um, it's kind of hard to look on the news and see anything but the COVID-19 talk. Right. Um, but yesterday, uh, Bernie Sanders announced that he is, 
I guess, basically stepping down or stepping out of the um, the running uh, for president, which um, I'm a little surprised, but also at the same time, I'm I'm not surprised. Um, I feel once again that the Democratic Party has screwed him out of a nomination. Um, and I think come November, uh, I, th- I think I saw one one post. It's basically, it said, uh, in November, you're still voting for an ass. One's just on the left and one's on the right. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, like w- one left cheek and one right cheek sort of thing. Um, but I don't know. How do, how do you feel about it? So I, I'm not, he wasn't going to win anyways. Like, I don't understand why people are saying he, he he was cheated out of it or whatever. Like, he wasn't ahead. He was, right. he was losing. Right. Like, there's a lot of people in this country that don't want to go that far left. Right. Like, and the Republicans do a good job of painting him as socialist. Right. As opposed to... I mean, he's he's described he describes himself as a socialist Democrat, and and I think they're painting him as being full socialist, which I don't a hundred percent agree with. I, I think he does believe in some aspects of the um, of socialism, but not. I don't, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Why? Um, okay. What? Sorry to cut you off, but why does? socialism gets such a bad name or like such a bad rep like is it because it's is it because it's easily linked to like communism yes okay so that that's sort of like how yes it basically passes it off as communism but it's not correct not per se no people the thing with socialism the only part that I don't like it you know, is the everyone makes the exact same. Like, okay. that's just unrealistic. Yeah. Like, now, I, I agree that everybody should have the same, that we should all be um, taking care of. I won't say taking care of. That's the wrong word. Like, I, as much as I don't like big business, and I think they do wrong most of the time, that they do not, as much as, especially nowadays, you know, especially with this going on, you're you're kind of seeing businesses are doing whatever they can to not pay you, even right. though they're getting government assistance. Right. That more people, I hope, realize that we're just a number, we're just an employee number to these companies. Like your boss might like you, your boss might value you as a person, but companies always see employees as numbers. Right, and I I think. With with everything that's going on, you're seeing which companies truly value like their employees. Rather, you know, you're seeing two side, like two different sides of, you know, CEOs, and then, you know, uh, like the other side. I think. Um, and, so there's, and, and I wish more the country had more companies like the good ones that are are now that you're seeing now. Right. Yeah. And so, like. So, like health, like health insurance wise, I I think it's the worst thing in this country is 
allowing poor, poor uh, sorry, for-profit companies being in charge of your healthcare. Right. And I, like I said, as much as I don't like big business for the most part, the fact that we make them pay for our healthcare when we are only there eight hours a day and we're not there 16 hours a day, but we put the onus on them to pay for our healthcare, I, I think is wrong. And so when they describe it as socialized medicine, it's not, it, it's government run, but you're still paying into it with your taxes. You're paying right. your healthcare. Right. And I, that, that's what, that's what I had asked my mom, you know, because I, I came over here from England, you know, when I was in elementary school. Mm-hmm. So I'd asked her, I'm like, Hey, you know, like I know that they have universal healthcare. So I asked her, I'm like, how do you, I know, obviously I know it's not just free. Like you have to pay for it somewhere. The money's coming from somewhere. And she said, yeah, like it just, it's just in your taxes. Like that's just, you know, you don't see it obviously come out of your, you know, your paycheck or something like that, but it's, you know, it's, it's in your taxes. Like you are paying for free healthcare. Exactly. And I, but I think that, you know, Republicans do a good job of saying it's going to be free. We're giving away free. Right. And, and I, th- I, one of the things of socialism is like, you don't pay anything, but you get all these, you get all these benefits. Right. And, stuff. and I, so I right. they paint that as socialized where it's not socialized medicine. It's just government run healthcare. Right. And everybody's like, we don't, we don't have that. You know, who I live, I live my whole, most my whole life until I was like 23 with government run healthcare because my father was in the air force. That's government run oh, healthcare. The government runs that healthcare. You get free okay. healthcare with being in the military. Okay. Now I'm not saying that it's perfect. No. Because it's underfunded like most things. Right. Unless it's the military or whatever. You know what I'm saying? There's, there, there, there's everything's, you know, the, everybody gets on the VA like, well, look what the government does when the, when they run the VA. It's because it's underfunded. It's not because right. it's bad. It's just underfunded. Right. There's, there's, there's pros and cons to, to everything, regardless of which way you're going right. to, which way you're going to go. And, and um, the, you know, people argue, well, I don't want the government deciding whether I live or die. And I'm like, you're allowing a, a for-profit company to do that, to do that. Yeah. How many, Who people, how many people do you know have said, oh, my insurance company won't approve me for this? Yeah. That, that's them saving money. They, that's, they're trying to make a profit off your health. Right. And I think, that, I think that's the bad thing is that the pharmaceutical companies and like the health industry is extremely profitable in this country. You know, and I, 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 profit. right. And I, I, I think it's, I think it's ridiculous. Um, but. But back to Bernie, I, for me, yeah. for me, he was always too far left for me. Like, right. I'm, I'm not going to discourage people who, who like all the stuff that he says. Yeah. But I, for me, he was just too far left. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I would have, and that's, that's what I think would have made it tough. Like I, if it would have come down to, you know, Bernie and Trump, I think I would have probably voted for Bernie. But at the same time, like, I feel, yeah, I, I do agree that he is very far left. I do agree with some of the things that he says, but not everything. And, um, and, and you know, as much as people, he, Bernie was not going to beat Trump. No. He just wasn't. No. There's enough people in this country that are more like me, that are more moderate in the middle. Yeah. Who will not vote for Bernie Sanders. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's just the truth. No, it no, it is. 
and, and you can say all oh, the young people like him or whatever. That's true. Young people don't vote. They might no. be the most vocal on Twitter. Right. But they're not the majority of the electorate. Yeah, because every, every, everyone, has, everyone has the balls to sit behind a keyboard or sit behind their phone and talk a lot of shit and voice their opinions. But yeah, you're right. When it comes down to you know voting, I think we even I think we even talked about it uh, during the, like the California primary, and then even when you guys had your primary. No, we haven't had ours yet. Or not your prime. Uh, the um, I think we mentioned it though. Of like like the majority of people were like older, you know that were out that were out voting, and like the younger crowd is nowhere to that, be seen. That, 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 that's always the way it happens. Like every every time you look at the, every every election, you look at the the, the voting by age. If if these right. young people really voted, there would be change. You would yeah. see things happen, but they don't. Yeah, they just want to. They want to talk right. a lot. Yeah, um, I know it's just speculation now. Um, I mean, I haven't done my research into you know what what Biden, all his policies and things like that. Um, do do you think do you think that we're gonna uh, have Trump for another four years, or do you think Biden Biden can actually win? I really hope Biden wins. I, I do not like Trump at all. I, I don't think he's good for the country at all. Um, but I I don't know. I think there are a lot of people that will vote for him again, and I don't yeah. know if. And I think Trump is going to make him look silly in the debates. I think yeah. Trump, I think. Biden's too old. I don't think he's with it. I don't think he's sharp as he was anymore. Um, he's going to have a lot of power behind him. Biden is. He's going to have yeah. a lot of people behind him and a lot of people pushing. But if, if they get on the debate stage, I think Trump's going to make him look silly. And yeah. There's still a lot of people you... who buy everything Trump says is as 100% accurate. Right. Um, do you think um, it would be a smart move for? Biden to Biden to name Bernie like his his uh his vice president no, or no no he is no. going to nominate I would guess a minority woman who is younger is going to be my guess you think it's AOC no I don't think that at all she's too she's oh. she's she's okay good. I'm gonna guess no, no, <laughs> I would guess a moderate. Oh, okay. Yeah, cause she, yeah, cause she is pretty far. She, she's, she. That it would be just like uh, nominating Bernie. Like, there's gotcha. a lot of people I don't like Bernie, um, but I think it will be a minority woman, um, uh, as VP. Interesting. Interesting. I wonder if there's a there's Vegas odds on this. Do you know if if Vegas bets on this? I don't. I there are online sports books that will. But I don't believe, oh, okay. like actual like Vegas style casinos yeah. or whatever. I don't believe they would. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Um. Well, just needed to bring that up because that was. I mean, that was pretty. You know, that's pretty pretty big news. Um. Unfortunately, even though yeah, like we're all stay at home and you know this, you know the COVID nineteen things going on. Um. Other things in the world are still are still in play. So, um. I figured we would just talk about that. Um, and then before we get into the main topic, um, let's talk about WrestleMania real quick. Um, what uh, WrestleMania was two nights, uh, Saturday and Sunday night. 
Um, both had no crowd. Uh, they did it at their performance center in Orlando. Um, they did it with minimal crew and they put on two nights of, of wrestling. Um, what are, what are your thoughts? I thought they did the best they could with what they were handed. Um, I thought I really liked the two days instead of the eight to 10 hour slugfest that sort of is normally WrestleMania. Right. I kind of wish they would actually do this from now on. Um, even have more matches because you, you know, because they only went for about what, like three and a half hours, maybe like it wasn't crazy long. It was a normal pay-per-view sort of out, sort of long. Yeah. I think Saturday was the shortest. Yeah. And then Sunday was a little longer. Yeah. yeah. But I, I mean, I, I enjoyed both shows. Um, for the most part, there were some matches I didn't like, but for the most part, like I said, they did the best they could. Um, I'll, I'll, it's it's nice to have regular, it's nice to have new programming or something, you know, new to watch. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought it was good. Yeah, um, I it, it was it was tough because I didn't want to I didn't want to sit there and I knew obviously it wasn't going to be like previous WrestleManias. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really liked, and it almost, you know, almost kind of got me almost to the point of like, you know, almost kind of made me like a little emotional of like what Stephanie had said before WrestleMania started. Right. Um, and as much as I know that we gripe and we voice our opinions to one another about what we hate about wrestling and things like that, I think this was a huge reminder for me of why I still watch wrestling Mm -hmm. and why wrestling is so important to me. Um, They didn't have to do this. They, and and I think that's, I think that's the big thing. I saw a lot of people complaining on, you know, on the internet, on, on Twitter and stuff, but like WWE did not have to do this at all. No, honestly, they, they lost a ton of money doing it this way. They, they, they could have put it off for three months and found out a way to, to, to squeeze it in, you know, in between one of their, you know, in between their schedule, you know, they could have figured out a way to make it again, even if they did it like, let's say one of their stupid, like Saudi Arabia shows, they made that, yeah. they, they could have easily have done that and made a lot of money. Yeah. But they did. Yeah. I mean, and, and yeah. And, and I think that's, I think that's what I kept reminding myself because yeah, it was a little awkward at first, you know, without the crowd, because you're so used to, you know, the huge crowd at WrestleMania and, you know, without the crowd, you're noticing every bit of detail through the match. Right. So there were times where I'm like, oh, that was weird. Oh, that didn't look right. Or like, oh, they messed that up. But they're human. They're performers. You know, you're, you're going to make mistakes. Well, and so <laughs> that was actually the part that I thought was weird was that there were some botches and I'm like. Why didn't they just re-record that? Like they could have, they could have. <laughs> it, it was edited anyways. They could have just edited it in. I, I thought that was the part I didn't understand. Yeah, well, I mean, I think they want to try and make it as authentic as you know yeah. as possible, I suppose. Um, so that was my my I guess the my negatives of you know mm-hmm. of not having a crowd and stuff like that. But the positives, you got to hear the wrestlers, and that's I loved it. I absolutely loved it. The fact that Saturday night started with Asuka and Carrie Sane um, 
against Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. Loved it. Yeah, and, and it's from the from the from like the first like Raw and SmackDown when this started happening to now, you're really starting to see the wrestlers realize that they need to be the ones that make the noise. Like they need to yeah. talk more. Yeah, and the fact that they're yeah, they're talking and you can actually because I'm sure that they're talking a little bit, you know, normally. Well, some do, like Charlotte's yeah. a good one, Kevin Owens, like Oscar even those normally do, but they really pumped it up. And yeah, and I, I, I this way. Oh, I, I found myself. I, I was laughing during the first match because of what Asuka and and Carrie Sane are doing. That they're that they're you know they're they're uh, they're yelling in Japanese. Yeah, and you know like they're just like talking shit and things like that. Um, yeah, I I thought it was I thought it was really good. I was I was really I was really happy with it. I was really happy that we got something new to watch, like you said. Um. And it and it showed, it showed a lot to me, of like what wrestling, what wrestling means, and I think they realize it. I know that we always talk about Vince being a money hungry mogul, basically, and for him to make this decision to lose a ton of money but still put a product out there, um, I think that I think that says a lot. Um, but I think it's also the side the fact that he knew they were the only people putting content out. Right. Like they knew that they're the only, you know, quote unquote sporting event, like entertainment event, putting content out. And I think that was a huge, a huge play. Um, Yeah. I think with what, what they had to do, I thought, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was, I thought it was really cool. Um, Even, even the out of ring matches, uh, both nights were freaking awesome. Um, yeah, I, I thought the Taker AJ like B movie sort of weird weirdness was really great, and it's better than any match they would have had in a ring. Yeah, like as good as AJ is, and and bringing out you know having good matches with guys, the Taker just can't go anymore. But I yeah. think this was really great. Yeah, uh, da- Daniel brought up a, a funny point was that he didn't understand why they edited in like um sound effects like punching and kicking sound effects yeah, into like the but it goes along with it being kind of like a B movie kind of right. thing um so i i like that and then cuz they didn't edit that in for the John Cena and like Bray Wyatt right. match which was i had no idea what was happening that it was phenomenal <laughs> it was it was so good so <laughs> it like really it was rest- like if you weren't a wrestling fan for basically the last 25 years you didn't get it probably right but for, for those of us that have been watching that long like it was um, it was so inside wrestling it was great yeah and then, yeah it it, and it really was I gotta give i gotta give john cena credit for for doing it like it was it was a lot of anti-john cena yeah, and for him to do that for Bray, I got give him credit. I think, but I think that's I, I. I think I was telling I was telling Brittany is John Cena's been very. I know he's been a little vocal about it, but I know that he has said like he wants people to bury him, like he wants the younger, like the younger generation to come in and and bury him, and like use him as a stepping stone. 
because he knows that he's not going to be there forever. Right. You know, like he he wants to help the younger crowd, like, you know, or the younger generation. Yeah. And the good and the the good thing is, is he wasn't always like that. Like this is this is a change for John Cena. Right. Whereas a lot of these guys, Goldberg and even Brock, don't realize that they want they still want to be there in the prime stuff. They think it's going to hurt their legacy. People yeah. aren't going to forget the great things you did just because you lose at the end of your career. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, all wrestlers you, brought you, on you, their back. Like, yeah. You know? Like, I mean, you, you see that, I mean, Ric Flair, his final match against Shawn Michaels, he lost. Most, I think almost everybody loses on their, I mean, unless something tragic happens, they right. lose on their back. You, you, yeah. Batista last year. Mm-hmm. You go out on your back. You help guys. Yeah. You help it going forward. Having come back yeah. in as a legend, winning doesn't help anyone. Right. It doesn't improve your legacy because every, every all the fans know they're doing it just because you're a legend. Yeah. It doesn't help you winning. Yeah. It it doesn't it doesn't make you look good. Right. You know. But but yeah, I over overall I thought I thought it was uh I thought it was a great event. Um, given the circumstances, I. I definitely don't. I don't hate it. I I, I don't hate it. Um, but I also think it gives uh, more reason to go next year. Oh, I mean, I, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're definitely going. Like, it's because they're gonna go all fucking out. Because <laughs> it's gonna be, re- yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be ridiculous. And you know what? It wouldn't surprise me if they go back to Tampa the year after. Yeah, that, no, no, not not me. They'll they'll definitely give that city. It's you know they'll give them their chance again. Yeah, because yeah, it's I mean it's not it's not their fault, right? But um, yeah. Any anything anything else? Any any other current events or anything you wanna you wanna throw in before? No, I think that's good. Um, I would like to do go back to the Bernie thing just at a later point because I know we kind of went over fast about what we kind of agree with and didn't. I'd like to. Kind of, because I know a lot of people, especially like our group of friends, liked him. And I want right. to do a little bit more right. research and, and kind of, you know, see what they were saying. Okay. That. I mean that that yeah, I mean that could that could be something. Yeah, that could be something that we you know we do we do next week. Right. You know, give it give us some time to uh, do some research on it and you know kind of discuss it a little right. bit. Um. So, um, this week's topic uh, is music. Um, I believe that we've talked about everything else but music on uh, on our episodes. We've done uh, movies, TVs, uh, movies, TVs, uh, movies, TV. Well, we did a little bit. Um, we did a little bit TV. I think we still have a little bit to go on that. We've only did The Office. <laughs> right, right. But you know, we we've touched on TV. Right. Um, but uh, we haven't we haven't touched on 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 music. So, um, Justin had the idea to talk about music, and we basically. Uh, talk about our top ten uh, bands and artists, and then uh, we'll get into some uh, guilty pleasures as well. Uh, so, um, how do how do you how do you want to do this? So, how do you want to? Well, let's go. We'll how do you want to go back and forth, counting down to our number ones, and then we'll okay, do guilty pleasures after. I don't know if I necessarily have my my top ten aren't necessarily like in order. Never every um, time I say that, every time we do this. I mean, I'm like rank your top whatever. You never rank them because they're so different. But it's that's the, it, that's, I, that's the fun. Uh, of it. 
we had this oh, with the it's... we had this with the, the office episodes too. Yeah. Like, All right. Well, I can I can definitely I probably pick an uh ah, see it's so hard. That's the whole um, point. <laughs> I know. Um all right, I guess we'll just we'll just we'll just go through it. Right, I, I'll I'll do it as we go through. All right, let's all start it. So then, my number ten would be Ario Speedwagon. Okay, I love. I'm like you'll see this. I'm I'm a big uh, classic rock. Uh, most of these bands were probably big before I was born, um, but it's it's music that I that I love. I've seen them probably more than any other band. I think I've seen them four or five times, and it's just okay. music that I really enjoy. Okay. Um, I know who they are. I probably know their songs, but I can't think in, think of any off the top of my head. Yeah, I mean, you got Keep On Loving You, um, Keep the Fire Burning. Um, uh, hold on. Let me think. <laughs> Put me on the spot, so now me. Like, like, let me look. Um, take it on the run. Keep the fire burning. Rolling with the changes. Time for me to fly. Can't fight this feeling anymore. You know, those songs. All right. You would know them if you heard them. Right. No, no, no. I, for without a doubt, I would. Um, I just, I'm not good with like, so that, remember, like, I know songs, but I don't know the names right. of them, sort of thing. Um, I guess my number 10 would be. Uh, it's a band called Brand New. Okay. Um, they are brand new. Yeah, they're brand new. <laughs> um, no, they they've they've been around they've been around for a long time. Uh-huh. Um, and I used to, I listened to them in high school and things like that. They're kind of I guess like not like kind of like pop punk, but well, that's kind of what they started as kind right. of right. Um, but I don't really know how to like describe them. They're in that category. Um, I've always enjoyed them, and then I didn't realize how much this band meant to me until I saw them at Coachella, and um, I actually started crying. Really? <laughs> so yeah, and I have no idea why. I have no idea why. Um, they started playing some of their their newer stuff, which I'm not that big of a fan on uh, fan of. So I was just watching it, and it was a couple songs, and I was like, all right, well. You know, if they don't play any, you know, if this is all they're going to play, like, I'm, I'm probably just going to, I'm probably going to take off and, you know, go to the next thing. <laughs> right. Um, and then they played a song that I knew, like, one of, off one of their first albums. Um, and, so, you know, so I start, I start recording it and, you know, tears start coming down my face. And I was like, why am I crying? <laughs> <laughs> like, it was, it, and, and that's, that's never really happened where it's been, you know, like oh, like I just cried like randomly, right. sort of thing. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool. So, so I've, I've never heard of them. Okay, I'm just not, I, name doesn't sound familiar. So, I didn't... yeah. All right. So then, my number nine is Journey. Ooh, I love Journey. Okay. Um, I never got to see them with Steve Perry as the singer. Um, I did see them with the the Asian guy they have now, who sounds just like Steve Perry. Uh, it was pretty amazing. Um, oh, okay. But yeah, their their songs are just iconic. Uh, you know, "Don't Stop Believing" might well be one of my top five songs, favorite songs of all time. Um, and their their catalog is just it's really deep and really well known. So for me, it's true. Okay. Yeah, you do like the classic rock. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. 
Nothing wrong with it. Um, I would say my number nine is a band called AFI. Okay, I mean I've heard um, the name. Okay, um, they are. By the way, I sound like an old man. Just so everybody knows, I'm not that. I'm only thirty eight, <laughs> but I am going to sound like an old man for writing through both of these. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> um. They're, I guess they're like another like rock band, a punk band. Right. I would say. Um, I've always, I've always liked them. Um, so particularly like this, this list was really hard for me because I, I mean, I explained to you that you know, like I could have probably done a top ten of every genre that I listen to. Right. Um, so I kind of just broke it down as you know, top ten of like if I was on a desert island, this is the only, these are the only artists that I could listen to. Right. Um, and. AFI makes that list because I've enjoyed every single album that they've put out. Um, and then I have finally seen them live. Um, I saw them live, I think, last year or two years ago. Um, uh, Erlen actually bought me a ticket for my birthday to go see them. Right. Um, so I went to go see them, and they didn't disappoint. And, um, yeah, so they're, they, are, they are my number nine. Okay. So my number eight would be Eminem. Oh, uh, did not see that coming. Yeah, I mean, I, I love Eminem. Like his first probably three or four albums, I knew basically every song. Um, yeah, I love Eminem. Um, I've never been able to see him in live, but I've always wanted to. Uh, okay, but yeah, that's my number eight. Okay, I got to see him at uh, at Coachella. Oh, nice. He headlined Coachella. I think two years ago or something like that. Mm -hmm. It was pretty good. Yeah. He, he's one that I listened to since, you know, like elementary. I wasn't allowed to listen to him, but I listened to him. Uh Um, So before you do number eight, do you think, are we going to have any of the same? No. Okay. (laughs) Not, not at all. Okay. Go ahead. Not at all. Uh, (laughs) And it's not because I don't like the music. I really don't even know what kind of music you listen to. Right. You know, because it's not like, I think when, when we have been, you know, in the car, in the car together, driving somewhere, you know, we've just been talking about stuff. Right. So I don't think we've ever really like listened or talked about music. Um, we're on what? Number eight. Yeah. You're probably going to talk shit about this one. Okay. Um, my number eight is Kanye West. Okay. Um, Daniel can attest to this. I hated Kanye. I did not like him at all when he first like came on, came on the scene um but he released an album called My Dark Twisted Fantasy mm-hmm. and I listened to that album front to back and I think it's his best album period. Right. Um as a person I think he is a little crazy but I also still like the stuff that he puts out now. Um even uh even the gospel stuff that he's doing now I like. Um and I think that's I know people talk a lot of shit about it, but I think it it's really big that if he truly believes, you know, if he is that man of God and this is what he's doing and he's using his music to, you know, spread, you know, spread the word of God, I'm all for it. I think it's, I think it's huge of, especially a person in his position um, who rapped about, you know, girls and, you know, that sort of thing to totally flip the script. Um and yeah um and i've actually i've seen him twice um but as like guest performances um so i mean i like like some of his songs but i i 
as a person, I, I don't I don't like him. Okay. I I just don't. I never have. So, not that I don't. I go away from his music. I just don't look. Don't search it out. Right. So. Okay. All right. So my number seven is going to be ACDC. Ooh, nice. Just the you know maybe one of the greatest rock bands ever. Um, I think the only rock band to ever get over the loss of their lead singer and be just as good, if not better, with their new singer. Um, when, when when did do you know do you know when he he passed away? So Bon Scott died. I want to say. Let me look right now. I'm gonna guess around when I was born. I would guess. Yeah. So he, was, he died in 1980, and I was born in 81. Oh shit. Um, so okay. So do you since you're sorry since you're looking it up? Do you know what what songs like what famous songs were released like after? Um, I believe anything after Back in Black. Back in Black was Brian Johnson's first album. So oh shit! After, okay, yeah, so they both had huge hits. Right, right. As a you know, they, the band had both had huge hits with both guys. Um, that's pretty impressive. And, and I was able to, I was lucky enough to see them twice. Uh, I saw them once in, in in Vegas, once in at the Forum. Um, and it was amazing. My favorite concert we- I've ever been to. We we saw them uh, the first year. They headlined uh, the first night, the first year of Coachella that we went. Right. And I remember maybe like halfway through the set, or what we didn't realize was halfway through the set, um, Brittany and I looked at each other and was like, dude, like, I'm fucking tired. <laughs> like, when, when is this going to end? They they played, I, I kid you not, they probably played for like two and a half hours. Yeah, and they played nonstop. And, There's not none of this stop in between songs to bullshit and chat no and their energy level most you know most bands you know kind of start at like a 10 right you know they come out and they're like guns blazing these guys started at like nine <laughs> and got to like a 13 yeah. and I, I like by the end and i'm like oh my god like i'm i'm fucking exhausted and every song um, every song's great yeah um, I was I was a big fan of them as a kid, like growing up, uh, because of my dad. Right. Uh, my dad my dad showed them to me, you know, when I was you know when I was younger. Um, so yeah, it, it was they were one of the better better acts that we have seen. Um, yeah, they're definitely on a list of bands that if if you have the opportunity to see them, I I highly recommend it. Yep. For sure. Um, and we're on what number seven. Yep. Okay, this one you're not gonna know. Um, this is a uh, this is a band called Sleeping Giant. They are, I mean, they're kind of big in like the metal world, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're more uh, they're a local band from out here in Redlands. Um, their singer is actually they're actually a Christian band. Uh, their singer is actually um, a pastor um, out in Reno. And, um, yeah, their, their music's really good. I've all, I've always enjoyed them. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what okay. more to, yeah, That's more cool. to, yeah. I, almost, I, 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 at the end I'll give my, I had, I had four that I couldn't decide on. I have four extras. Oh, okay. I have a local band on there that will, will, oh, okay. that you'll know. And some of our people might know, but. Oh, okay. Uh, all right, so my number six is Queen. Oh, you know what? Yeah, 
I think I knew that. Yeah, I love Queen. I, I, Freddie Mercury for me is the best rock singer of all time, not even close. And the most underrated. Yeah, 100%. 100%. The most, Queen as a band is extremely underrated, but yeah, Freddie Mercury is probably the greatest but most underrated frontman of all time. I agree. And um, obviously I didn't get to see them when, when Freddie was alive, but I saw them a few years ago with Adam Lambert uh, in Vegas, and it was, it was great. He's real. I mean, obviously he's not Freddie, but he's pretty fucking close. That's cool. Um, his, his persona is so much like Freddie's. It's great. Yeah, I was. I, I don't. I don't even think I've seen any like performances with like Adam Lambert. Right. Um, but uh, a friend of mine, uh, he actually had a Queen cover band at his wedding. Right. Um, and it's like you know one of those one of those ones. I think it's like a pretty well known Queen cover band. Um. But uh, yeah, they it that you know they looked the part. They sat in it. It was awesome. Right. It, it. I felt like I was watching. I was watching Queen. Yeah, um, Queen. Queen's just. They have so many iconic songs. Yeah. I, I almost um, think they're underrated too. In like the the for like bands of all time, I kind of feel like they're underrated there too. Yeah, because I I think their their songs are just like oh they're used at sporting events. Right. And you know, so they kind of get into you know that category i think um so and then, um, and then you know they're iconic with with wayne's world and all that yeah with that you know that it, with bohemian yeah. rhapsody and all that yeah that's true i completely forgot about that about wayne's world um let's go you'll know this one uh we're on six is that where we're on? Ten. We're on nine, six. Eight. Okay. Uh, my number six is Sia. Okay. Um, I think she has a fucking phenomenal voice. Um, I've seen her live. I got to see her live once, and it was amazing. Well, I didn't really see her because she's like hiding in right. the back of the stage. Um, but amazing. Um, I think her her music's. No, she she does all this weird shit because she's she has stage fright, right? Or I don't, I don't... sort of like a performance thing, like a like a like on purpose, like a performance act. It's it's just on purpose. She doesn't. She used to like show her face, right? Um, before, but now she doesn't want. She wants to be able to like walk down the street and go to the grocery store, you know? Like, I mean, I can't blame her for that. You know, so she so she doesn't really care about. I guess like, you know, the fame and, you know, and I guess it is part, you know, it's part of a shtick, you know, it kind of get it gets people talking. Um, right. But what I think is cool is because, because uh, she's a song, she's a songwriter. Right. Um, and so she, you know, she was, you know, she writes songs for, you know, like, uh, you know, Rihanna and, you know, whoever else. So it's cool to hear the reason, I guess the reason she started singing her songs is because these were all the songs that nobody wanted. You know, right. she would write them and then, you know, you send, you send them out and they're like, oh, well, okay, we'll take this one. So you can hear the way that she sings certain songs, who they were written for, like right. which artists were. And so I think that's kind of cool. Um, yeah. And I, I think she's, I think she's got a, a really great voice. Um, and she was, she was excellent live. Um, so she, she's, uh, she's my number six. And you saw her just by herself or at, a, at Coachella? 
Uh, just by her. Well, she had like an I don't even know who the opening act was, but we saw her at. But it was her. Con- it was like her concert. Yeah, yeah, it was it was her concert. Um, oh, the year that uh, Britney and Dylan saw her at Coachella, I didn't go. Um, okay. but Dylan has said that Sia at Coachella, that's the best. That's his favorite Coachella performance out of like the four years that he's gone. Okay. So, it's pretty great. All right. So my number five is Boys to Men. Really? It was the very first concert I ever went to. Okay. I was here in Omaha when I was in middle school. So, like, the middle school me was a giant Boys to Men fan. Okay. And their their songs are just still, I still love their songs today. I think they hold up great. I think it's, it's, they're still, they're still catchy. Um, the slow songs are still, are still great. And it still reminds me of like high school dances and shit. So that's my number five. Damn. Okay. That's pretty cool. Uh, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't have guessed. Um, my number five is another lady. Um, my number five is Adele. Okay. Um, and not because I'm sad about anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, basically, the, the same thing. The same thing that I said about Sia. I think Adele has a phenomenal voice. Um, her as a person, I think she's very real. Um, you know, especially like in interviews and things like that. Um, and even you know, in concert, you know, in between songs, she. She doesn't care. She'll sit there and she'll curse. And, you know, she says, you know, funny stories and, you know, she's a typical, you know, British lady. Um, So I think that's really cool. Um, I didn't get to see her in concert um, when she was here, Um, Mm -hmm. but she, she is on my, she is on my list. Um, She's actually the only one on my list that I haven't seen live. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, everyone else on my list I, I've seen live. Uh, she's the only one that I haven't. And I think she's gorgeous. You know, so, okay. yeah. All right. My number four is Alabama. Um, now I'm not a huge country fan. Okay. But my dad's favorite band of all time was Alabama. So we listened to it a lot. Um, and, and I love them. I, you know, I probably know almost all of their songs by heart. Um, I got to see them live a few years back. They were at Wynn doing a residency and I got to see them live and it, it was great. So yeah, it's, it's my one, my one uh, country act on here, but yeah, Alabama. Okay. I know that again, it's, it's one, I think I know the name and I'm sure I would know a song. Right. Um, but yeah, no, nothing, nothing's coming to mind. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my number four is a band called A Day to Remember. Okay, they are a another like on the heavier side of like pop punk. Um, from uh Ocala, Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, just everything everything they've put out, I've loved. I have one of their album covers tattooed on my chest. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know they've. I guess during the time that their second album came out, um, I don't know that that album just really, that's the album cover I have tattooed on me. Um, that album just really, that album means a lot to me. And every time I listen to it, it reminds me of, you know, like that good, that good period 
um, of my life, like, you know, when things were going on. Um, so it's just kind of, it's, it's just like a, a feel good album. Um, right. so yeah, they're, they are my number four. All right. Heading into top three. My number three is the beach boys. Uh, this was sort of like our family when we were going on car rides. This is what we would listen to. Okay. Uh, love the beach boys. Nothing reminds me more of California than when a beach boy songs comes on. Um, yeah, it's just I love the Beach Boys. Right, you know I I agree with that. Of nothing, if you if you could put the sound of California onto an album, it, yeah, it'd be the Beach Boys. Right. No, hands down, no doubt about it. Um, solid, solid number three. Hey. Um, my number three is The Weekend. Okay. Um, I think he is fucking amazing um i've seen him one two three times um and talk about a person who is an incredible singer when you hear the album and is even better live okay um yeah i i've i've liked that he's that every album sounds completely different um and he's able to grow with you know, his sound and, you know, not just be like, uh, like a one trick pony kind of thing, especially when it comes to, you know, that genre of music. Um, you know, it's easy just to be like, all right, well, I made a ton of money sounding like this, so I'm just going to stick to that. Um, and I think that's a reason, you know, it's another reason why, you know, like Kanye is on that list, you know, because his music has constantly changed over the years. Um, yeah. So the weekend is the weekend is my number three. Okay. Uh, my number two is Michael Jackson. Yeah, I, you know, I think I, I think I knew that. Yeah, I don't think there's anything. I don't, I don't know what else to say. I mean, his music's just iconic. Yeah. Just, I mean, that, that's all I could say. He's just, he's an icon. Yeah, I. Yeah, I don't think there was a point in time in my life where I didn't know who Michael Jackson was. Right. Like, yeah, and I, I don't. And everybody probably knows. 10 of his songs by heart. How many other bands, how many other, you know, artists or bands can, I would guess 90% of the population would know. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's anyone even remotely close to being as iconic as he is. For our generation. Yeah. Or even maybe a little bit older. I mean, maybe Elvis to, to an older generation. Yeah. But I, I, I don't think, don't get me wrong. Oh, Elvis is up there, but not. He's not as. He's still. I don't think he's as as big as MJ. You're probably was. right. Yeah. You know. I know. Like yeah. Like Beatles are up there, but. Yeah, I think as a, as a single person, yeah, like, right. M- MJ's MJ's up there. Right. Mm. My number two is Post Malone. I, I figured it was gonna be on your list. Yeah. Post Malone is, I mean, he he's awesome. I think as as a dude, like the kid's twenty four years old, and he's is all he really, wait, he's only twenty four. Yeah, he's he's a kid. Holy crap! Yeah, and especially like he's another person who I think is extremely real when it comes to like you know like when you hear him talk like in interviews and like um you know when he's been on 
you know, Jimmy Fallon or things like that. Like he's very, he's very real about who he is. Um, and I right. think, and I think that's really, I think that that goes a long way with me. Um, he seems very genuine. Um, you know, and, and his music's good. Um, I think that I agree with what he says of the fact of, you know, he just wants to put music out there that makes people happy. Like, that's it. He can, right. you know, care less about, you know, anything else. Um, you know, so, yeah. And he's awesome. And he's awesome live. So, yeah. There you go. All right. So, for my number one is the Beatles. <laughs> you know, when I said the Beatles earlier and you, know, didn't, say like, any- and you didn't say anything, I was like, oh, I wonder if that's his number one. It is. Okay. Um, so we weren't really a Beatles family. Like I said, my parents were mostly like um, Alabama and the Beach Boys were sort of like the family listening to. Um, but in 2006, I was working at the Mirage uh, when Love, the Cirque du Soleil show opened. Right. And I was like, well, you know, you know, knowing me, I, I need to know, I want need to be, I want to be knowledgeable and, 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 you know, what I'm talking about. So I'm like, maybe I should listen to the Beatles and sort of you know, get up on the music so I know, you know, sort of what they're all about. Right. And I, I, I just couldn't stop listening to them. I love the Beatles. Um, the Beatles. That's also uh, that movie across the universe. Correct. Correct. Did you like that? Love it. Oh, okay. I love across the universe. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that I think they're phenomenal. They said they're so influential in, in, in music. Yeah, and it's it's uh, there's I I could probably name you twenty songs, twenty five songs that I know by heart for the Beatles. You know, it's their 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 catalog is so deep. Yeah, it it is. Um, do you do you like Paul McCartney's like solo stuff? Yeah, and like stuff with Wings and stuff is pretty good. Um, George Harrison, the same thing, and then and then Lennon obviously imagines one of the one of the best songs ever. Right. You know, so yeah, nice, solid, solid number one. Uh, my number one's a little different. Um, <laughs> as it, as I, I mean, as, as our whole list has been, yeah. Um, my number one has been, uh, basically my favorite band since I was in junior high. Um, my number one favorite band is Slipknot. Okay. Um, like I said, I've been listening to them since i was in junior high um their albums have like those first couple albums got me through some like really dark times um in my life Mm -hmm. um and i think that's why i've kind of like held it held it so close um and you know as one of when their their bass player died um Mm -hmm. i cried um and it's like I don't really cry when you know, quote, you know, celebrities, you know, right. die or anything like that. Um, yeah, they've they've they the bands just meant a lot to me. Um, okay, you know, growing up, and I cried the first time I saw them live. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they're yeah, they've always just been my number my number one band. Um, you know, growing up, I knew that was going to be the number one. It was just trying to figure out the rest of the nine uh where they where they went 
So, Interesting. Yeah. Now, uh, now, did you have any extras? I have like a million extras. Okay. Um, like I said, it it would just it just this was probably the toughest one. And I I like I told you, I was kind of hoping that we would never have to touch this because it was going to be really hard for me because I really enjoy like all music. Um, right. You know, and I can it de- kind of depends like how I feel of like what I'm going to listen to. I can make a, a top ten list for for every genre. Um, right. But um, I mean, I yeah, I, I just had four. Uh, Sticks was one of mine. Okay. Uh, Tim McGraw would have been one of mine, one of my extra ones. Uh, Elton John, and then uh, the local one that some that we would know, and maybe some of our people that we know is Suburban Legends. Oh, okay. I love their their Disney re, uh, remake or their Disney um, covers. Okay. I think are great. So those those would be my. See, sticks is awesome. I love sticks. <laughs> so, like, when when it comes to like classic rock, I mean, uh-huh. don't get me wrong. Like, I don't think Journey would be on that list, but like, right. I think Sticks and then like Rush. I love Rush is amazing. Okay. Um, I think Rush is great. Sticks, I love "Come Sail Away." That's like probably my favorite song of theirs. Right. Um. But yeah, and then. Yeah, I don't know if I have any like ones that were like, I guess close. Um, I was trying to like look on my look on my Spotify and and see like, right. you know what what was on there. Um, but oh, I guess if one if one was gonna be close, it would be um, uh, that band Oasis. Yeah. Um, they were. I know everybody knows them because of Wonderwall. Um, but that band, you know, they were big in England, you know, when we were still living over there. Um, right. So we would, they, they really blew up here when it, after, uh, Cruel Intentions, right? Oh, I don't know. Supernova sort of. Oh. So big in, 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 um, in that movie that I think it kind of made them huge here. Yeah. I only remember the only thing I really remember from that movie was, Sarah Michelle Geller kissed a girl and I was like, Whoa, what what is happening? I didn't understand like yeah. I think I was too young to understand anything about that movie. Right. All right. So guilty pleasures. All right. So for me, we were trying to figure out the topic of this with some of our friends yesterday. Right. Like the meaning. And and I I think I came up with a good one. Like, what song would you not want to come across your phone playing in your car when somebody you know or like let's say like a business partner were sitting in your car right because if you if you talk about like you know oh if i was in the car with you you know right. i don't think you'd be embarrassed but if it was like yeah someone uh, someone who doesn't know you on right. like a on a close level um or even one of your buddies is like what the hell where did this come from <laughs> yeah I mean, oh th- uh, this isn't my playlist right <laughs> yeah yeah um so do you do you want to yeah let's just let's just go back and forth on them or actually right. um before we do sorry before we do that um we did actually have some people um on on Instagram I won't say their names because that's you know I'm not going to put them on blast of their guilty pleasures um but one of them was uh Justin Timberlake like I love you 
um i guess it's an older jt song um and then one of them is third eye blind and then someone actually said elton john was one of their guilty pleasures um, I mean, I, I guess it all depends on how on the way you see it, I guess. Right, right. Yeah, I know these are going to be, you know, more, you know, personal opinions. But, you know, those are those are a couple that uh, some listeners had um, sent us. So. Okay. All right, so you go first on this one. Um, so these three bands all kind of go in the same genre because they're all the same. Um, okay. Puddle of Mud, Creed, and Nickelback. Okay. Um, I know all of their hits and anybody who says that they don't know a Nickelback song or Creed song is a bold-faced liar. Right. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really put that out there. <laughs> I mean, I guess I just did, but. Now, I... <laughs> look, I'm just looking on my iTunes now. I have two Nickelback songs. Right. One that I'm like, this is kind of dumb, but one that I really like. Which is the which is the one you really like? Uh, never again. And then which is the one that's really dumb? Uh, figure you out. Okay. All right. But I yeah. really like. But never again is one of my favorite songs. It yeah. might be a, it's probably a, a guilty pleasure, but I like it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So I have one at number five. I think I'm going to change it up at the last minute. Okay. Just because I'm I'm kind of on a throw a bunch of them in there so i'm gonna put it as the i'm gonna say the happy days theme song so i am a big like theme song for tv show fan okay like full house growing pain saved by the bell fresh prince is it happy days cheers i have a bunch of them on my phone okay and i like those okay <laughs> okay <laughs> so all right so to go so to go with that I suppose. Um, did you ever see uh, the new Hobbit movies? No. Okay. Well, in one of the Hobbit movies, all the dwarves are like sitting around and they all start singing the song. Okay. Um, and that's on one of my Spotify playlists. <laughs> to the to the point where it came on it came on in the car and Brittany goes, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> so. I guess, yeah. I well, guess. Here's a question for you: Do you have any wrestler theme songs on your Spotify playlist? Yes, because I I would have some too. If it was those are probably guilty pleasures too. I'm not guilty about that. I'm all about it. <laughs> I I don't feel guilty about that. Like like, what do you have on there? Like, who do you have on there? Um, so I have um, I have Alistair Black's. Okay, I um, like that one too. I have. Uh, okay, maybe I, maybe there is one. That... <laughs> Here it comes. Um, I have uh, Robbie Roods. I was just gonna say that one. It would be on mine too. Glorious, dude. It's so good. <laughs> it's such a banger. <laughs> Did you? I think it's. Uh, I think it's Daniel Cormier has it as like his ringtone or something like that. Um, right, people doesn't know what we're talking about. Go on Spotify. Just just search for for Bobby Roode. It's called Glorious. Dude, it's so good. It makes you feel really good about yourself. It does. It's really good. <laughs> um, but no, I don't think I no, I don't have any of the anything from like the attitude era or anything like because those songs they were just kind of like repetitive. You don't have any you're I mean you have triple H's, I know it's a real song, but uh oh, do I have any motorhead? No, yeah. <laughs> no, I okay. don't. 
<laughs> no. But yeah, I think Motorhead could probably be a guilty pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So my next one, I'm going to get a lot of crap for. Okay. But I don't care. I love this album. It was something that was on American Idol. I'm going to take, I'm going to say my, one of my, my fourth guilty pleasure is I Survived You by Clay Aiken. God. I have the, I have this whole album still on my phone. I know every word. I, I don't know why. I love that season of American Idol and I love Clay Aiken. I have nothing to say. <laughs> I mean, at, at first, I thought you were going to say William Hung. No. So, so, I, well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that Clay Aiken's could... a good singer. I don't care what anybody says. All right. <laughs> okay. That's a bad um, one. That, that's, probably, that, that's my worst one. Oh, that's where okay. I've had to make up like an excuse for my wife. Like, oh no, I just like, uh, yeah. All right. Um, okay, so I guess I'll pick one. I'll pick one of them that's similar to that. Um, this could have made my. This could have been a, a close, like on my top ten list. Right. But I guess maybe to some, it's considered a guilty pleasure. Um, is Josh Groban? Uh, okay. I I I love Josh Groban. Um, I really want to see him live. Uh, Britney does not, so uh, <laughs> I need to find someone to go to go see Josh Groban because I don't want to go to a concert by myself. Okay. Uh, um, and I also think he's pretty funny as an actor. Um, when he was in the when he was in the office, and then when he was on a on the Muppets. Right. So, um, yeah, Josh Josh Groban's one of mine. All right. So my next one is gonna be. Hocus Pocus by Insane Clown Posse. Oh my god. So when I was in high school, Great Mal- the album Great Malenko by ICP came out. And I think it was the girl that I was dating liked them. And so I got into it. I still love that album. It's on my, my iTunes. It's the only one I listened to. The only one that I even know. But I loved that album. You were a juggalo for like a summer. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, I never like dressed up or did any of that that weird shit, but I really did like the album. Oh my god! It is nothing that I. It was like something I had never listened to before. It was super interesting. So, and, and you did. I mean, okay, because we all we. I think as as guys, we all did, we all did that sort of thing where you're like, all right, well, like this girl's into it, so like I, I'm gonna give it a shot, and then you're like. Oh shit! I kind of like this. Right. Yeah. Um. Okay. So for me, it was ICP for like a year. Okay. Well, I have I have one that's similar to that then. Um, okay. About high school. Um, I think I might might be a little worse. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Um, but because of the boys that I were ha- I was, tr- you know, trying to hang out with, and you know, like uh-huh. I was friends with, um, was Cottonmouth Kings. Okay. Um. But I look back on it, and I don't know if I really liked it or if I was just trying to really force myself to like it. Um, right. I know some of their songs were okay, um, but yeah, I think I was really just try- I was trying I was trying really to fit in. So yeah, like I, I listened to a lot of of Cottonmouth Kings. I get it. That's embarrassing. All right, so my next two, <laughs> like my final two, I'll do one now, then one next after that. But these next two, I know every single word. There would probably be two of my karaoke songs if I ever were to sing karaoke. This one is Summer Girls by LFO. 
by LFO. <laughs> I don't even know if I. Oh, you know, summertime girls are the kind I like. I steal your honey like I stole your bike. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like girls that wear Abercrombie and Finch. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I didn't even know. I didn't even know the. the yeah. All right. Yep. That, that was my high school jam right there. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's a good song. <laughs> I, I don't know if every, I don't know if everybody would disagree with that, but. Um. All right. Well, if we're if we're going if we're going off if if a song that I knew the whole thing and I would karaoke, it would probably be um All Star by Smash Mouth. Okay, <laughs> and I think everybody would do it. Everybody, Probably. yeah, I think everybody knows that song. I would agree. Yeah. All right, <laughs> all right. So my number one guilty pleasure, and I'm gonna guess most people that probably listen to this know the words as much as I do, is "Ice Ice Baby" by Vanilla Ice. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean who hasn't sung that in their car by themselves yeah i, I actually i actually sang it a, a lot <laughs> yeah um fuck all right well that that just reminded me of my number that just reminded me of my number one because because it was the guilty pleasures i think was harder um than than the the top 10 um but okay, my number one, and it was because my mom would listen to this. My mom loved this song. Maybe this was when she was going through, like, you know, she had just divorced my dad, so this is like her feel good song. Right. Um, but it was "Man, I Feel Like a Woman" by Shania Twain. <laughs> <laughs> and and so Daniel and I were talking about guilty pleasures last night, and we both agreed that you know we don't really feel guilty about anything, but. It is always weird singing a song from a woman's point of view. Yes. And then you're like, oh, as, like, that's a little, you know. I think as a guy, you're you're sort of, you maybe you, we, we probably shouldn't feel that way. Right. But, but you do. do. Yeah. Yes. And, it, and it was the same. I remember feeling that way when I was singing, uh, when No Doubt came out with that song, um, uh, I'm Just a Girl. Yes. And <laughs> I was like, I remember, I clearly remember that song i was blasting that song in my room and i was jumping on my bed singing the song and then the chorus right. came and then like i just stopped and i was like oh, you know what's that's a little you know what's you know what's one of the that you know has a lot, a lot like that is is disney songs yeah like 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 uh like reflections from mulan yeah you're like who is this girl i see but you're singing that <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of those Disney songs that do that. Yeah, um, that's true. And then, especially like now that there's a lot of like female rappers and stuff like that, and you're singing the songs, and they're you know singing about you know getting dick, and you know, <laughs> right. and you're like, oh, okay, um, right. I'm all for it, but you know, <laughs> I, I, don't, I think I'm gonna skip this verse. Right. Um, I guess some I, maybe honorable mentions uh, for guilty pleasures would be uh, Spice Girls. Uh, Spice Girls. Yeah, Spice Girls were huge for me in England. Um, Katy Perry. Katy Perry was probably a close one to make my top ten list. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know what it is. I I like like or yeah. Sorry, I I just thought of one for for like the singing about is the girl on fire. 
from Alicia Keys. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good song though. I like it. Yeah. Um uh and then Lincoln Lincoln Park and Limp Biscuit. They would they would I, they would make like my guilty pleasures. I love Lincoln Park, so I would never count that as a as a They were close to making my top ten. I think that they could have done I think they could have done both. Yeah. Yeah. Cause even <laughs> even even now I could put on hybrid theory or meteora and I know that I I remember I remember all the words. Yeah, you know? hybrid theory I would know every I know every song. I still have every I still have that, that song on my iTunes. Yeah. Um and then I guess with guilty, but I mean Brittany, Brittany kind of mentioned you know any of the Disney songs, but I guess to us it wouldn't be like a guilty pleasure. But I guess in that scenario of oh you know like you're right. with if, if if you're in the car with your boss, give him a ride somewhere and and, and let it go comes on, yeah, you'd be like you'd be like you look over at you like what the hell is this? Yeah, so I guess, I guess that is, and then um for me like anything classical, um I I love classical music. Um, okay. So maybe like anything classical. So those were, I guess, some on honorable honorable menchies. Yeah, mine would be sometimes by Britney Spears. Okay. And then uh, this is how we do it by Montel Jordan. Oh shit. <laughs> okay. That's, <laughs> that's a good. That's a good one. Yeah. So those are my two. That's a good one. Um, what what were some? I know we had this conversation um last night. I'm I'm just gonna pull up the uh pull up the message um i don't know someone said oh someone said like uh like disco um ashley simpson um and i'm trying to see what anyone else wrote in the in the in the chat in our in our group message but um yeah I think that's uh, I think those are pretty solid. Yeah, I think I think we bet we definitely showed our different personalities when it came to the top ten. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, like it, it, it almost seemed like you did your list with your dad because mine were all older acts and you were all <laughs> like nowadays. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, no, that, that's that's yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, because we're I mean we're not. Maybe maybe that's different because even though like we're not that far apart like age wise, it, I think it shows of like almost like what our parents listen to influences obviously what you know. Yeah, we, for my, my list for sure. You know what we what we listen to now because like I was yeah. I was raised listening to, um, you know like Nirvana like my dad's side was like Nirvana, ACDC, Offspring, The Police, and then mm-hmm. my mom's side was, um. Culture Club. Oh, you know what? Culture Club could be a guilty pleasure. Yeah. Um, I I I want to come on chameleon. You know. <laughs> you know. I was all about that. Wait, wait. What did you just call it? Uh, come on chameleon. What's that? No, that's not the name of the song. What's the name of the song? It's Karma Chameleon. Oh, uh, see, I don't even know what the words are. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I was actually surprised you didn't have the Beatles on there somewhere. I thought you might. Why? Because I'm British. Yep. You know my. <laughs> they didn't really like. I mean, yeah, we listened to the Beatles, but my mom wasn't like, "You need to listen to the Beatles." Like this right. is, you know, it was more, you know, she was showing me, you know, the Ramones and the Sex Pistols and, right, you know, that side of, 
that side of British history, I suppose. A little more, a little more harder rock. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, my mom, my mom was, you know, that first generation of, you know, British punk in England. Right. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, those are those are those are it. Um. Yeah, that, that was fun. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, that was fun. It was. It was. Uh, it was tough. Um. <laughs> so. Um. Yeah. All right. So I guess and I guess next week we'll we could get a little a little serious with uh you know uh, the the Bernie Sanders stuff. Um, yeah, a little, more, a little a little politics. Yeah, a little politics. But then we'll we'll try and find something to um uh to keep lighten yeah lighten lighten it up keep the keep the mood light um uh, at the end so we don't we don't send you away in a in a political fury or anything like that. <laughs> so. Um, Anything? Anything else you want to? Anything else you want to add before we sign off? No, I think that's it. Hope everybody's staying safe and, and healthy. Yeah, yeah. Stay, stay indoors. I mean, it's easy for us to stay indoors right now because it's been raining for the last uh, three, three days, three, four days or so. Oh wow! So, um, but yeah, hope everyone's staying safe, staying healthy. Um, you can find us on Instagram at Revolutionary Friendship, um, on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And anywhere else you listen to your uh, listen to your podcast, um, and yeah, that's it. Until right, we'll until next, next week. week.